your girl, Iman. And I'm Sabria. And thanks so much for tuning in to another fun-filled episode. We are, you know, feeling super excited to be here this week. Are we? It's like, but yeah, we're coming <laughs> at you a little bit early. Um, surprise! Happy Valentine's Day. Yeah, Snickums. We love you. Happy Valentine's Day to all the Snickums out there. We love y'all. Just know, don't nobody else in this world love you? Iman and Sabria love you. Period. <laughs> that part. So how you feeling? Um, I'm feeling good because I got ice cream on the coming on the way. God willing. What type of ice cream? God willing. Um, so Iman, <laughs> so I love Lan Lu, Van Lewin um ice cream, but I had never got the like ice cream bars. And I finally got them. I mean, I finally got to try them because Iman uh, gave me one. And when I tell you that sh- was good as a mother chugger. That's the best goddamn popsicle I've ever had in my life. I it's was the best fiending, pop I've ever had. I was fiending for it. So I somehow, some way, I finagled my way into getting um, <laughs> them on Instacart <laughs> um, and without spending an arm and leg. Um, so, yeah, I'm just waiting on my ice cream. And I keep on watching the um, the tracker on Instacart because I'm like, y'all know how, like, if if they don't have something, they replace it. But the gag is if they don't have this one, I say replace it with the other Van Leeuwen bars so I'm like if the other ones was good then these ones gotta be good too so it's a like a win is a win yes yes um so just so y'all know it's the brown sugar honeycomb yes it says honeycomb but they're vegan and my god they're so good like I literally ate one and I got up and looked at the box like let me make sure this is vegan because this is crazy and I'm gonna be honest. I have done that before, where I like I thought Van Lu and the entire brand was vegan, and so I just grabbed something one time and I ate this ice cream bar and I thought, oh, that was good. And I got up and it was raw ice cream and then I was like, damn. But this time it was a hundred percent vegan and I was so happy and like I just love their stuff. And Van Lewin, if you are listening right now, please make the strawberry shortcake popsicles vegan. Okay. Please. Um, Please. I was looking at those because it was like nostalgia on it. And I'm like, oh my God, I wish those was vegan. God, they got the cookies and cream, like the black and white Larry cake ones too. It's like, I'm almost like, don't make them vegan because that'll be the end of my like cutting out sugar journey um but it's just like please 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 like i love i love those popsicles so much per sorry i'm laughing because holly made her she just like me she made her twitter private but she got 1.5 million followers yeah, somebody, what's that said, supposed to do? somebody said how you go private with a town's population following you <laughs> that's really something i would do <laughs> uh, you know what it was probably so that ruby rose won't see it True. Because she's definitely like that. But that's something I would do, though. <laughs> that's really something I would do. I just feel like what she needs to do is log off. Yeah, but she's 23, so she not. That's true. That is vivid. Never forget what it's like to be young. And, like, I can't even say nothing about what's happening to her because I've been I've done dumber <laughs> things. I have literally done dumber things at 23. Um, I just wish it wasn't so ghetto, but we ain't got to get into that at the beginning of the show. No, but I just thought that was funny. Somebody Me said. too. It's hilarious. Like 1.5 million. Come on. Um, I'm feeling like, okay. Like I'm feeling good. Um, I was in a trance this from Saturday until this morning in a sense that I was so tired. Um, like literally tired was exhausted like I was in a trance like you know how you be so sleepy that you like feel like you can't get enough rest like that's what was going on with me um so I'm happy to be out of my trance yeah I was tired as hell as well I said I was tired as hell as well but yeah I was tired too and I kept on being like oh I'm gonna get some caffeine but I never ended up getting it I just kept on I just got up from my desk and then I was fine and then the sun started shining I love the fact that um my desk and like where I work there's like you can see the sun it's like perfect sunlight like a youtuber's apartment um oh, wow. I was say like, walk with me y'all but yeah it's like a youtuber's <laughs> apartment and I'm like that like gives me energy because the sun is like beaming right on me so that means so I did not have caffeine today Cha-ching! oh my god that's funny oh never mind I was I didn't have caffeine today either but I forgot my mom made me something to call mushroom coffee 
So yeah, um, I am excited to get into the show for this week. So let's get started with um, our Fave 4, right? Yes, sir. All right. So y'all are probably, if you're listening, as soon as the episode drive, drops, you're listening on February 14, 2023, which is Valentine's Day. Heart emoji. Um, so in honor of Valentine's Day and Black History Month, our Fave 4 for this week is Four black heartthrobs. Somewhere waiting for me. Oh, you heard the vocals? Period. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Nina Simone. <laughs> oh, that was crazy. Run that back. Run that back, Eric. Run that shit back. It's like, no, but, um, so, pay for, um, heartthrobs. So, I'm going to go with, um, this is a little bit of throwback. This is for the older gals um <laughs> alan iverson i was obsessed Sexy. with ai like i loved him so much me and my coworkers were talking about this i had the jersey walk with me do y'all remember the <laughs> valentine's day um the iversons they came out on valentine's day i think it was um 2001 or 2002 valentine's day i had them i had on a pair of jeans the corniest jeans that you could think of that you wear when you were a kid oh i know them fades them was jo- real them, jo- them fades was, was faded as hell them jeans were straight as hell they were so corny i had an ai jersey hair bumped I had my glasses on. I I can't. I hope I can find this picture. But yeah, I had my. I was like this. Like as a little kid, I'm thinking, oh, AI is gonna love me. Got the jersey, got the kicks on, fresh. Like I was so happy to get them ugly ass sneakers. But yeah, AI. That was like the first man when I was like, wow, that's how they. I'm like, whoo, men look like this. Whoa, <laughs> like he was beautiful to me. Um, the next one is this is a new one. And I want to show him some love because people have been giving him shit about his African-American features, was uh, you know, prominent. Oh, I know African who features. you about to say. So, Jonathan Majors, baby. That's foreign That's ass. That's a man, okay? That's a foreign man they right there. They don't make him like that. I thought that, I thought that was a, I thought that type of man was extinct. I, I didn't like, know in my lifetime. And get this, that man is 33. He's 33 years old. I did not know that it was niggas being born around the same time I was born that was going to look like that when they got older. And he bulky. Like, he real, like, fit looking. Oh, my God. Country boy, I love you. (laughs) I don't, like, for the life of me, I don't get none of that feedback. I feel like y'all really, like... The internet be showing me that I can't hang with a lot of folks every day. Exactly. We're going to get into that later. Huh? Cause if you don't think that a man with a broad nose and big lips and brown skin and four C hair is fine, Child, you need to get the hell on. You That's can't how I feel. Hang with me. You at can't all. hang with me because that is a man. Woo, sorry. And then they go around and start like thirsting over Harry Styles, and I'm like, you know, the world is fucked up. It's so bad. Like, and I'm like, it's so apparent. Like, why? he makes you angry is because of his feet like because he got big lips he got big nose like mm-hmm. big mouth like all the things i love y'all hate to see it so but i love to see it and i think he looks phenomenal and like just like <laughs> <laughs> but i'm just thinking about him and i don't even be liking like buff guys like that so it's just something about him like he's a beautiful man he's beautiful beautiful, beautiful. all right so this is a little switch now i'm gonna say now i'm about to switch it up um the next heartthrob is um you know some may call her mother um multiple people might call her mother at this point but it's um (laughs) rihanna yes um i was looking at her yesterday at the super bowl i'm like she is beautiful stunning it's crazy like to just look like that stunning she's beautiful that look she when she opened up that performance and her hair was down like that i said take me take me now she is so beautiful like she just the gaze that she has like she just has a damn pack she is she oozes like sexy she's a beautiful woman um and when i think of like heart show stopping heartthrob it's her 
Yeah. Um, I see everybody crush for sure. Exactly. Like, I... I also, sorry, real quick, saw this video of Rihanna back when she did that Oprah video in like 2011, like she did an Oprah interview and it was a little clip of her and she was just like, I want a man that's going to know my worth and in order for him to know my worth, I have to know my worth. And I felt like when she said that shit, she put, that was like a true real life manifestation. Cause I feel like when you look at her and when you look at the gaze, only a woman who knows her worth can be that fine. Exactly. Like she's not, there's a lot of pretty girls out here. But the reason why we see these pretty girls getting done dirty, Ruby Rose, <laughs> Haley Billy, is because <laughs> the worth ain't where it need to be. And I'm going to go real auntie right there. I feel like Rihanna had that time in her early 20s and she True. learned that lesson and she worked. We all had it. And a lot of us can, and a lot of us going to keep having it too until we choose to to know our worth. Cause there'd be some aunties who still be doing that dumb shit for real. Exactly. But, exactly. Yeah. That's why I'm in conclusion, Rihanna is so fine because she, not just because she's beautiful, but because she knows she's the best, you know, she knows she's beautiful. She knows it. Exactly. And last but not least, the last one is JT of the City Girls. Beautiful. I like. I feel like she has all the beautiful. Like she looks like a restaurant to me. So that's first of all. But I just feel like when I think of like somebody I follow said like when I think of Mug, like I think of her, and I'm like that's so true. Like she just gives like her face, everything. She's so stunning. Like like stopping my tracks. Beautiful. Heartthrob. Yes. That's her. Yes. What's my, my list of beauty, beautiful beauties? Okay. All right. I'm going to get into some black heartthrobs. Now, this one is definitely for the aunties. Like, <laughs> I'm telling y'all right now. Sabra, you might have to pull out your phone to Google this one. First one on my list is Bumper Robinson. Yes. What the hell? What's wrong with you? You just be saying anything. Huh? I had such I, for some reason. How do you know this man? Cause the thing oh, is, oh, I know him. Okay, <laughs> but that name I've never said it out loud. <laughs> Me neither. But it's like I saw him on TV a lot <laughs> when I was a kid, and when I was a kid, I was like, "That's how my boyfriend gonna look when I get older." <laughs> like I just assumed that. Like, okay, you know, when you're a kid, you really don't understand. I just was like, "Oh, when I'm a kid, when I grow up, this how I'm gonna marry." Like, men be looking like this. I see him <laughs> on multiple shows. Like, this is who I'm going to marry. And I just felt like he had that, like, dreamy, like, super sensitive, but super, like, swagged out and handsome vibe going for himself. Like, in every show he was on, like, he made some appearances on Living Single. Mm -hmm. Like, a lot of people may know him from, damn, what's the name of that show? Different World. He a black author. Huh? He a black all-star. I watched this YouTuber, and he always say that when, like, somebody was always in black stuff, they're yes. black all-star. He's he's a he's 100% a black all-star. All mm -hmm. And I just thought he was very, very fine, like, and very beautiful and cool. Like, I've always been into the character that played, like, the sensitive guy. There's, like, he come off as a goofball, but if you just give him a shot, like, you know, he real sensitive and real deep. Like, that's the character he always played. And I was like, auga when I was a kid. Um, moving to my next heartthrob, like, so Idris Elba, right? He was Stringer Bell in The Wire, and I think that Idris Elba is a great example of how my taste change once I reach a certain age. Mm. Because I remember my mom and my aunt used to think that Idris Alba was so fine when I was younger, but I really paid him no attention because obviously I was a kid and I was looking at Michael B. Jordan <laughs> at four, two was 14 at like, like 14 at the time that the wire was out. But something happened by the time I was like 18, I looked back and I'm like, yo, he looked good. He is fine. He I feel like that was wire. one of my first Tom's looking at a man that's like, oh, I like men. Like, <laughs> I don't like like little boys no more. Like, I'm not a kid no more. I like men now. Like, I was like, again, if I marry somebody, like, I want him to look like this. I want him to be dark skin. I want him to look weathered a little bit, you know? Like, I don't want him to be too pretty. Mm -hmm. Like, which is a huge transition from, like, Bumper Robinson, who was very, very pretty, um, who looked like me, Loki. But, like... <laughs> He did not. 
I always think a lot of guys look like me that I like. You do. I just feel like, no, I'm looking like, you like siblings. Um, but... Idris Elba didn't look like my sibling in any way, shape, or form. Like, he just looked like a man. And to this day, he's still one of the finest men that I've ever seen. And his wife is just a lucky, lucky, lucky woman. Every day I think about how she purposely got COVID with him. And I'm like, you know what? <laughs> like, ooh. You know, it's a difficult decision. Like, what I've isolated from him, realistically, let's speak on it. Um, third is Morris Chestnut. Again. Very much. Again. Damn, how old are you? Absolutely. What? I thought Morris Chestnut was fine <laughs> when I was a kid. I know you did. <laughs> you did. From the, when I was watching The Best Man, I was like, wow, this is a this is a, the prototype. Like, this is the <laughs> prototype for a man. And the more I've gone, gotten older and I've realized that he actually doesn't talk. Like, he plays his roles, he does his press tour, and he goes away. He's become sexier and sexier to me. Exactly. Like a lot of people become like unsexy over time with how they behave in their interviews and the game. cheating and the things that they say. Like it's just he has not given us a chance to see him as anything other than who he is like on screen. And I'm like, this is what celebrities are supposed to do. Like bring this back. Like please bring back wanting to protect your private life and your business. And then finally, one of my favorite heartthrobs. I've recently seen her in the movie You People, and I've just been like, she's so gorgeous. You saw and you that's Laura Lund. Yes, I did. <laughs> Why you ain't tell me that? I thought I did tell you. I did see it. Now we gonna have to talk about it next week. So y'all got one <laughs> week to watch You People. Well, why laugh I did? I said. <laughs> <laughs> so Lauren, a uh, Lauren London, <laughs> different Lauren. Lauren London, like those dimples gonna get me every time. They're really going to get me every time. I think she is just so beautiful. I never forget, like, watching, like, ATL and, like, everybody was in love with her. And, like, it was, like, something undeniable. Like, you just, you had to be, like, I can't wait to see her on screen. Like, just gorgeous. So simple. And I think that, like, I really like Lauren London because she reminds me of a lot of women I know. Like, Mm -hmm. if she's only mean if you don't really be around black women like that. For and real. I love right and I love her voice. Mm-hmm. I love her voice and I also like how she laughed. Like I feel like she be cracking the fuck up. I like, loved her so in that cute. movie. And I was so happy to see her like back working. Like I feel like, you know, what happened to Nipsey took so much out of her. And like the it's just it, it it's clear. But the grace that she's like shown, like I just feel like she's come a long way from Nunu, but she still has like that effect on me where I just like I can stare at this woman all day. She's so beautiful, she's so cute, she's so funny, and I hope that she starts to get more roles um, that do let her like examine like different things. Like I remember one time she wanted to be cast. And insecure. She almost got the role of Issa. And Issa was just like, you know, absolutely not. Like, it's really important <laughs> for this role to be played by me and just in general, like a dark skinned woman, like who's unconvinced, who's not conventionally quote unquote attractive, even though Issa's fine as fuck. Another mm-hmm. heartthrob. Um, she, I, uh, Lauren was saying that she's also awkward. And I, I could see it. Like, I really feel Same. like you people, I got it. Like, I get what she's talking about. So I'm hoping that she, we could see her in more roles where she get to kind of be like something other than like that new, new type, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, My girl, I definitely though. agree. My girl. Love her down. All right. So let's get into Toast for us, sis. <laughs> Speaking of heartthrobs, Kelly Rowland. Happy belated birthday, girl. <sighs> Happy belated birthday to the beautiful Kelly Rowland. That bob. Man, that is her style. That bob was bobbing, baby. That bob was bobbing. Like, she looks phenomenal. I feel like Kelly Rowland's arms. Like, if I could take, like, you know, any part of, like, her body and put it on mine, it'd be her arms. Like, yeah, they're so great. beautiful and firm. And she's a mother. She's just always so graceful and gorgeous and working another person that's constantly working mm-hmm. and just getting it how she needs to. We love you, Kelly Rowland. Love you damn boots. All right. So tea time. We feeling romantic, y'all. <laughs> so we're going to be talking about rom-coms because like 
I think rom-coms are great. Like, I love them. They're so funny. Ever since I was a kid, like, I know, I knew that, like, people would um, make fun of rom-coms, but I always liked them and I was never ashamed of them. And Sabria, I actually don't know your stance on rom-coms. Really? I feel like some days you're like, yeah, let's watch 50 First Dates. And some days you're like, lame <laughs> That's so funny because I really love Fifty First Dates. I like rom-coms that are like kind of off-putting, I would say, if I do like them. Um, they definitely have to be off-putting or I have to be like in a mood for it. Like 27 Dresses, I love that movie so much. And that is a rom-com. Mm. And also mm. um, Knocked Up is technically a rom-com. I like that movie a lot. That is a rom-com. And Forgetting Sarah Marshall. And Sex in the City. Exactly. Yeah, so you like some rom-coms where I feel like I'd be feeling like it's my personal duty to watch every rom-com that's like out. Like I love black rom-coms. I love not, I love everybody else's rom-coms. Like I just am a sucker for a rom-com. Like if some people see Reese Witherspoon and Matthew McConaughey and they're like, no, thank you. And I go, put it on. Like, I want to know what it's about. Like, what's the story? Like, what's, what is it? Um, So we just want to talk about like rom-coms and specifically like, the evolution of like rom-coms like love interests all those things on like media i personally feel like when i was younger rom-coms made me feel like i wasn't beautiful if we're being real like yeah they were aspirational because i was like oh i want to be like this when i get older like i want to look this way when i get older but i felt like present day it was like damn you cannot look like you and get love Mm -hmm, exactly or like you would be like the funny like you would be the comic relief yeah yeah that's what it was it was like you're the comic relief that's all you're really good for it's just a little chuckle like i think about how like one, they were so white, a lot of the rom-coms when we were kids. Like, <laughs> it's, like, white. crazy because in, like, the 90s, we did have some, like, rom- like uh, or romance movies. Maybe they weren't rom-coms, but they were romance movies. Mm-hmm. Like, we had Love and Basketball. We had Jason Slater. That shit was not calm at all. We had <laughs> Poetic Justice. No calm, just, just rom. Um, but rom-com was something, like, we really didn't get. Like, there were a few black ones, like Deliver Us from Eva. Did you watch that? Um, but LL Cool J, right? And again, really yeah. again? Yes, I did watch that. I remember when I was, I was such a fat hater when I was a kid. Like, I remember I being so jealous of Gabrielle Union. Calling yourself a fat hater is crazy. I was, I was a big old hater. You were a child. Like, I know. I was a child. I don't know why. I, like, I was just so annoyed by that. But then I got older. I'm like, oh, perfect time for me to watch it. Like, yes, it was me, what was your problem? I don't know. I was just, like, porky and angry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's the what's the one with this? Oh, two can play that game. Two that can was play like that game. One. Yeah. That was a bit of a rom, a rom and com. <laughs> I just felt like a lot of the black rom-coms at the time was, like, even, like, it would be something with, like, Chris... What's his name? Chris Rock. And they'd be like, hello, my name is James Adams. <laughs> I'm a big time salesperson at the law firm. Yes. yes, I'm the only black one there. This is my beautiful wife. Or Ain't she gorgeous? Not even wife. They'd be like, I'm a player. And I love being a playboy. <laughs> they're like, look at all this I got. You think I want to settle down? Let's take this story from the beginning. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then it's Viv- uh, Vivica Fox, like, her name was, like, Shantae, and she was, like, a successful businesswoman, and she's like, watch how I work this one. <laughs> and I'm just like, all right. Yeah, I felt like now, I couldn't relate to that, because I'm like, I'm awkward, like... And I'm a kid. And I'm a kid, for one. <laughs> like, I'm awkward, so I'm a kid. And these women are sexy as hell. Like, I can never give that... And I never felt like her tips was going to make sense for me. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I felt like if I tried that shit, everybody's like, such a big ass. <laughs> yeah, also, 
saying? It you was... flat chested with, <laughs> and, with glasses on. Like, come on. And also, the tips would be so chaotic. It was just like something that somebody who's just like mentally unwell would get. It's like, and it's also, like you really can't do it in real life. Like, confirming exactly. as a grown woman that a lot of the tips were wrong. And like, I, I just. Because it's like, like, first you got to call them, then hang up. Then ignore them. <laughs> you be like, what? How did this person know that you like them if you're going to do all that? Everybody, don't give no eye contact. Poke, <laughs> poke that butt out, though. You go, huh? You got me arching my back with my back turned to somebody? That's crazy. <laughs> doing yeah, it. It's too, like, it really don't make sense. It really, really don't make no sense at all. So it's like, there were those movies. Um, I'm trying to think about it. There was like... Stella's got her groove back, which <laughs> I recently tried to watch that, and I had to turn it off. I was like, no calm, mostly wrong. <laughs> I was like, um, who the hell? Not just watch. I'm like, who the hell? Bort Stella got that groove back on my Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I damn, it. you want to watch that bad stuff? I wasn't even mad. I said, like, oh, you really want to watch that? Stop! I really didn't know. I'm like, so I'm like, five dollar charge for Stella got a groove back. <laughs> And didn't I didn't get past the first ten minutes because I was uncomfortable. I was uncomfortable as shit. When I saw Whoopi Goldberg, I said, uh-uh, uh-uh. "Get oh me God. out of here." That was so now, funny. I was like, "What the hell?" <laughs> what's your favorite rom com? I would have to say, thinking my favorite rom com. Um, to me. Why do I, why am I taking so long to answer this? Um, <laughs> you said, when do you become, how do you... I would say knocked up because that was, um, I love when, <laughs> this sounds so bad, I love when people like hate the person first and then they end up <laughs> in love. And I just love the kids in it. Also, shout out to Nepo, Nepotism. Um, Maude Apatow was in it. She was funny as hell. Her and her little sister, they was in it. They was funny as hell. I just love like stuff like that where it's like it's not perfect, but it ends up like everybody gets a happy ending. Cause like she, cause first of all, she was a successful woman, like, and she just hooked up with this like loser one night, <laughs> and which to me is a nightmare. I don't know how she survived it. Like I would have been like, oh, this can't be happening. Like I would have been in shambles. But you know, he got better. They she realized that wait, like I actually like this guy who's like a bit of a loser. Um, but I haven't watched it in a while, so as watching it as an adult and as a woman who takes her career seriously, I might be like, ah! But I remember really, really liking it as a child because I love the chaos of the families and just, like, I just really liked it. So I would probably say Knocked Up. Okay. I got some old oldies for you. Um, I really like the movie When Harry Met Sally. I recently watched that shit for the first time and I said, oh, they not making the whirlwind romance. It's like this one. That was a whirlwind romance. And also it was like, you ever watch a movie and you wish you could go back to the first time you watched it because it was such a good experience. Like the one we saw, The Revenant, is a great example I can think of like off the top of my head. Or um, Gone Girl. Like when I first saw Gone Girl, I was like, oh, (laughs) I don't know where this is going, and I love it. That's how mm-hmm. I felt about like when Harry met Sally, and I also felt like it was complicated in a way that I could understand and was redeemable. I don't like when things are so complicated, like when some one of the people do something. Like I was watching this one rom com with Jennifer Aniston, and it was creepy. It was too incestual for me. You lost me there. Yeah, but you know, again, I admit I like base. I'm I'm a Gilmore girl at the core, you know. So I do like stuff that's like very. Sorry, it's not gonna be very white, but it's just like it, it feels like low stakes for me. Like sometimes when black people are involved, I care more. <laughs> Call me crazy, but it feels like I'm watching like a foreign film sometimes. When, like I'm watching <laughs> things like with like Jennifer Anderson. I just be curious, like, oh, this is how they do things, this is how their life is, you know? So when I was watching this one, I forget ugh, I'm gonna find the name of it, but essentially, you ever seen the movie The Graduate? Yes, I hate this is so weird. It's a... I hate the the um the audio in that movie. Yeah, it's weird. But in the graduate, you know he kind of uh dated like an older woman and yeah. then her daughter. So in the movie, um the Jennifer Aniston's grandmother is supposed to be the older woman and her mother is supposed to be the daughter. 
Do you get it? Wait, so she's wondering if her father was the guy who made the graduate. Oh. So she goes to look for the guy. She realizes that he's not her dad. The guy was Kevin Cosner, by the way. And then she ends up sleeping with him, even though just a few minutes ago, she thought that that was her dad. Oh, no, that's too much. That's her fiance mm-hmm. finds out about it, and he's the guy who played a hawk. What's his name? Um, I was about to say David Banner, but that's the Hawk real name. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I got to look up this movie. I know what you're talking about. No, I really got to look it up. Kevin Costner, but he finds out like he he thinks she like hurt or something, so he take a plane out to where she is just to find out that she out here creeping. It's called Rumor Has It. That's the name of the oh, movie. Oh yeah, I heard Rumor of that movie. It. And it's Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, that that's the name. Mark Ruffalo did. Shirley McLean was in this one. It was star studded, <laughs> but so then. She he she goes back home and she's like, "Listen, I know I messed up." I'm like, "Now I can't, you you crossed the line. Like you did something that I can't really. I'm I'm tapped out. I feel like he dumb for taking you. Your marriage never gonna be good because of how fucked how you fucked him over. And it's just you messy. You just too messy. So um, and once once oh when I get here oh when the house Sally met <laughs> Harry whatever the hell the movie name is Harry met Sally there, yes You're there right. was none of that there was none of that it was just like some basic type of thing yeah I don't um, like that I also really like the movie Moonstruck with Cher like I saw that yes, one time and I was yes, very yes. into that yes 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 that I, was a good one I do but you know what I just realized it's a lot of rom coms where like the woman is like the star and this guy is just like some guy like he's a loser <laughs> yes yep oh my gosh another one we both like my big fat greek wedding yes i forgot that's a no i feel like when that came out i said oh now we're talking <laughs> we're talking dysfunctional families <laughs> turn the volume up we're talking turn the volume up and also it wasn't like um like I guess a normal white family centered, so that also kind of helped just being. Yeah, like, that's why I'm like family is loud. They're obnoxious. Like no boundaries. No boundaries. Relatable. It was beautiful, and also just want to say Jennifer Lopez. She does rom coms. Oh yeah, she do. She does that. She does. And we not gonna touch that. That's just how I feel. Like people got a lot to say about J Lo. But you're not going to talk about Monster in Law. You're not going to talk about Maids in Manhattan. You're not going to do it. They're great movies. They're great films. They're great films. They are classics. Classics. Um, another thing we kind of wanted to get into is love interest. Um, be- because that was always a really exciting part about like watching certain shows, like when T and Tamara both had boyfriends. Yes, they was a little fresh pot. They were boy crazy. When you look back on that show, they were boy. They would do anything for boys. Like like Aunt Carisha said, they would do anything for boys. They really would. Um, or like when um, Kim from the Parkers. We were just talking about this earlier. Kim always had a man. They she really did. I remember when I was younger, I would just be like, well, oh my God, so you don't have to be skinny to have a boyfriend. Like, I was just thinking it to myself when I was a kid. Yeah, she really gave me hope. Do you have a favorite TV couple or TV relationship? Um, The couple from Modern Family, um, Phil and, um, what's her name? Phil and, um, I said that so fast because <laughs> I really do love them. Um, cause honestly, I'm Phil, um, <laughs> Phil and Claire, Phil and yes. Claire from Modern Family. Yes, they definitely were. That was a dynamic that I feel like I always end up having in, in all my relationships. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you definitely be clear. I'm definitely a Phil. <laughs> like, what is that? Why do like such serious women always get with like guys who are just like, I'm a puppy dog. <laughs> <laughs> It's like a cat with a golden retriever. That's how I see it. I love it. I really do. I love it. But <laughs> well, I, why? Why does it happen all the time? Because I, feel, I like, feel like women like that need somebody to straight like to be like you know to be the like so they don't take themselves serious. 
I know, because imagine like Claire with a banker. <laughs> yeah, she'd be bored. She'd be so freaking bored. Um, you know a couple I really love? Sinclair and Obi and Living Single. I like them. I feel like that would be a couple that I would be. Yes, yeah, Sabrina. <laughs> That's you. Because I feel like you're so happy, but you don't need nobody strict. No. I like don't. you your happiness will get like smothered by somebody that's like really strict like a Kyle. <laughs> yeah. Like I you need to be with somebody it. like this that re- that thinks that your your happiness and your fun is like groovy, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I kinda like Maxine and Kyle too, even though they were always at each other's throat. Like, and I don't want that dynamic in any way, shape, or form for myself. But I thought yeah, that was Yeah, they just had funny. a weird dynamic. They did. Another person whose love life I just never was into was Moesha's. No, I hated her love life. I felt like her love life was way too ghetto for her upbringing. Her dad worked too hard. Her parents worked so hard. D and, you know, her dad. Just, <laughs> Frank. I, I cannot stand Frank. You saw that clip that recently was on. Oh, on yeah, the when internet. he lied about um, Darius. He was like, he was like so. What do you no? What killed me was right there. Was like, so what is she saying? I'm like, she literally, <laughs> she literally just said that that's not your uncle, that's your father. I mean, I guess that's the only response to something so crazy. Like finding out your uncle is your father is absolutely insane. Really and Moesha insane. was like, so you cheat, so you cheated on mommy. And he was like, watch your your voice, young lady. I'm like, how are you still trying to chastise people when you wrong? <laughs> that's nuts to me like just take it just take that everybody hates you right now like come on yeah you weirdo insane um but yeah y'all let us know your favorite like heartthrobs yes please black ones please and rom-coms yes please and suggest about. us rom-coms too yes because i love them long came polly you name it i love all rom-coms i haven't watched that yet if it's like Cameron Diaz or Reese Witherspoon or one of the Kates or Gwyneth Paltrow, like chances are I probably have seen it, but I love it. All right, now let's get into the sunken place, shall we? Yes, and I'm ready. Yeah, I I'm... feel like you really, <laughs> I'm a little afraid about the sunken place. <laughs> no, because this this made me so, because like every time Iman be like, oh, should we put a person in the sunken place, in the sunken place? I'm like, yeah, okay. Like, I don't feel, I'm like, yeah, I can go in on it, but I'm not like too mad. But this week I'm like, I know exactly what I want, who I want to put in the sunken place. So. I don't know if anybody see, like, I mean, I'm pretty sure that our listeners have seen it, but it was an article, um, and Pin Badgley, and I think that's how you pronounce his name, who is, who plays Joe, and you said that he did not want to do any sex, any more sex scenes in you because, you know, he respects his marriage, um, and some people took offense to that. So a lot of people, and what I'm realizing from like, okay, we just had quarantine and stuff. A lot of us was like working from home or we were just like in the house and like looking for work and we were unemployed. So we weren't around a lot of people. When you get out into the real world, there are certain things that like the hubs of online that is just like to a certain point where you know certain things, it's like you're chronically online. So some people are so chronically online that like they have these takes where they take everything as offensive. And so I didn't see how anybody could get offended by that. And some people were offended because they were saying that like, he thought it was like a moral thing. Like he thinks he's better than everybody. And like, you know, doing that will make his coworkers feel like, um, like dirty. Cause like he's cheat. Like it's not, it's just acting. It's not cheating. So first of all, um, we, it's common knowledge that, you know, a lot of uh, some, that some of us know that, um, a lot of directors use sex scenes for their own gain. Um, and a lot of the times sex scenes don't even push the story forward. 
Like, I get it if it was a movie about somebody who was a nymphomaniac. Like, that wouldn't make sense that there was no sex scenes. It makes sense to have some a show literally called Sex in the City. Of course there's going to be sex scenes in it. But, like, some things could just be, like, if you're really great at your job, you can allude to it and then go, you know, whatever. Um, But my thing is, people getting offended by him saying that is, like what is there even to get offended by? Like, his co-stars didn't even say anything. What are you getting mad for? And also, some people don't under... Some people... Like, I will say, since I have been on social media since the dawn of time, there are things that... link things that I used to say that I know now that are not okay to say because... Or, like, I understand how to express myself in a way where I try not to offend other people. Um, and, you know, some people that are not online as much as me or hasn't, like, you know, been on as much social media as I have don't understand how to say things where it's like, oh, I'm making my point, but I'm not hurting anybody's feelings. Because some people don't really give a fuck, you know? And mm-hmm. I feel like that's fine. Like, you shouldn't feel like you have to tiptoe around some things to, like, you know, express yourself. Also, another thing is you don't know what different traumas or, like, things people have around sex, you know? So I feel like it's not fair to just get angry and say what he said was unprofessional, was creepy, was weird. How was it creepy that he said he didn't want to have do sex scenes? I don't get that. Like I really don't get it and I don't really want to get it. Um because I kind of feel the same cuz like I'm somebody that when I'm with somebody, I feel uncomfortable if I'm even like I would feel uncomfortable if I was like doing something with like for instance somebody on uh, you people at the end of it somebody slowed it down and you saw and I didn't watch the interview but somebody was talking some of the kisses and you people were CGI like it was not real like they really did kiss I don't know what that was about I'm not going to be like oh like this do you know that is so weird I'm just going to be like you know if they didn't want to really kiss for real because you know what they don't have to you know why and- because movies are fake and also because Lauren London violently lost her partner. Yeah, So exactly. who knows how traumatic that might have been for her. And maybe Jonah Hill respected it. Like, you know, maybe it wasn't like he took it as, oh, what you think? Gross, you don't want to kiss me? It's acting. You need to go for it. Maybe he understood, like, what she was going through. Like, everything is not, everything don't have to be explained. And sometimes, like, we need to question how things were done you know exactly like okay he said what he said and and like you know he could have said nothing but i'm like they probably is an interview you know they probably asked him some questions they wanted you know some juicy details or whatever but like i feel like you should people should be able to say express themselves like it's not like he said oh yeah i want to have lots of sex scenes and like it was some creepy like weird oh all he said was like i don't I don't want to do it because he and him saying he respects his marriage like maybe that was overdoing it but so what like so what or maybe he feels like my wife is uncomfortable with this. You know what I mean? Like, you don't know what people, what, like, I was listening to a spare by Prince Harry, and he was saying that one time he saw, like, um, Meghan Markle sexy, and it made him mad. It did. He said, so I just didn't bring it up to her. I just never watched did it, her show again, like, because I was just like, oh, no. So it was like, if you, it's hard enough to find a partner. I can't imagine how hard it would be to find one and that doesn't use you as an actor. And if they are sharing that this is something that makes them uncomfortable or if you wouldn't be comfortable with it happening and vice versa, like let's normalize people act- actually giving a fuck about their partner enough to change some things, right? Like I just don't see nothing wrong with it. If that's how he feels. He's not the only one person have, who has done that. I can't remember the actor's name, but... There was somebody who's like deeply religious, and for that reason, they didn't do any uh sex scenes. So it's like most people are okay with it because most actors are artists and are super liberal about those things. But there are some folks who have never done a sex scene. Even like um the 
uh, Amelia Clark, I believe, who played um, Daenerys, like she used a body double for like new new scenes because she wasn't comfortable with it. You don't know why people do what they do, or like you were saying, the trauma, and nor do people have to share. And like again, with like the internet just breeding this like matter of fact mentality. Like I've seen people share today, you know. Spoiler alert, Rihanna announced that she was pregnant um, during the Super Bowl. But for the first, like, maybe hour or so after the performance, people were like, is she pregnant? Because she did just have a baby in May, right? So she has a child under one. And it could have been, like, her just saying, like, nope, I still got a baby body and I'm not going to hide it. But it also could have been... Like if the more you looked, it's like, did she rub her stomach? It's just, it just all happened so fast. And I guess we're at a point in society where most of us don't want to assume somebody's pregnant. We wait for them to confirm because you don't, you just don't know what's going on and that's their business. And this one girl on Twitter was like, a lot of y'all need to take like a media literacy course because how are we questioning if she's pregnant or not based on that? And I'm just like, why are y'all so nasty? Yeah. Like, why like, be nasty about something like that? Like, and also the use of y'all on the internet burns me the fuck up. Like, I don't know what it is about that, but I think it's because somebody that I used to date used to always talk to me and say, y'all this, or y'all that. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, are you talking to me? Or are you talking about like women as a whole? Because if you're talking to me about women as a whole, then we already got a fucking problem because women are not a whole. Like we are very much nuanced. Everyone's different. Like stop trying to make it like a versus battle where it's like men versus women. Like that's just so, that's literally stupid. And I think that that's how people on the internet are because they aren't around any humans, Mm -hmm. around any interactions, around any nuances. People lose track of like how there are 7 million million things happening all at once, right? There are 17 million things happening all at once and it creates the damned if you do, damned if you don't mentality. And I just don't like it. And like also just with the commentary on like Rihanna's body and like what she should have did to over overcompensate for like being pregnant at the Super Bowl. And I'm like, get real. Have you ever met a pregnant woman? Or do you just be on the internet imagining? It just seems like detached. Yeah, like, have exactly. you tr- Do you truly talk to people? And what I fear is a lot of people who cling to the internet are usually people who don't have close connections to other folks, like mm-hmm. friends or family. And the family thing is definitely nobody's fault. But because of like that, they lose a lot of like interpersonal skills, you know, because like hanging out with family is now so optional. Whereas when we grew up, it kind of wasn't. You just were around your around people. Mm-hmm. Folks can opt out of that now. So I'm like, I really don't think y'all do know pregnant women. I really don't think y'all know anybody outside of the folks who are on your feed and the people that you pick to be in your life. Therefore, certain experiences just are foreign to you. How can you say like she could have given more about a pregnant woman? Like I think about my mom being pregnant and my aunt being pregnant and how big their ankles was and how sick they were. And I'm like, you don't say that. Yeah, you don't say you that about pregnant she women. Showed up. And you like, don't say that. Another thing is I'm somebody who I'm trying to break out the habit of over explaining myself because I do that a lot. Um and I noticed that and like people I've dated like always like will bring it up like you don't have to explain this or like even like it work or some like I'll explain something and like for instance somebody said to me like oh you she addicted to her phone like making a joke about it because I am somebody that I am always on my phone and like for some th- times it's a nervous like thing um and um another thing is like I'll be checking stuff because I'm like um I can't miss this but um but anyway somebody made that and I was like oh I'll be like I was trying to explain like yeah even on before I still be working stuff like that and it's like oh you ain't have to say and I'm like I have to get out the habit of explaining myself and I think that's why it made me so mad that people were just like me because it's like some things need to be like I said what the fuck I said mm-hmm. um and that's really I want to get back to being like that because I um not to be like oh, my cyberbullying story but like from when I was on Tumblr and I was like so like I said what I said and like some people would like jump on like oh you're saying this you're being this and, da, 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 and you're this and a third blah, blah blah and like trying to like judge my character over something that I said like you don't know me and that made me be like well I don't want to offend anybody so like I'm like trying to think of ways how to say stuff where I don't offend anybody and it's like no matter what you say you're always going to offend somebody 
Like you're always going to offend somebody. Literally even always. even when um I brought up the fact that it's like you know, a lot of sex positivity culture is like harmful, especially for young girls. Cause even like when I was on Tumblr and like, it was like a big thing. I started you know, on Tumblr when I was like 17, 18 and there's people that's older than me talking about sex positivity. And there was people that was younger than me on Tumblr. That was like 14 or something. And it's these older people and you don't know how old everybody is. And they talking about sex positivity. And as a teen girl, you see that and you're like, yeah, I'm going to own this. And they're like, Obviously, nobody deserves, like, you know, to be harmed or anything. But there were situations that I had myself in because I thought, oh, I'm being, like, you know, positive. I'm taking. But and it was harmful to me. And I spoke up against that. And I was saying that, like, there are ways that, you know, sex positivity culture is harmful and can be harmful to teen girls in particular or femmes in general. Um, And people found a way to take offense to that, even though I was advocating for um teens so yeah. i'm like there will be there always will be somebody who finds you know something offensive with what you say but you just have to get very um you know comfortable and being like i said what the fuck i said and that's what i'm trying to do because i do often explain myself a lot like oh but i didn't mean it like in the center blah 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 like you take it how you know whatever like i'm sorry like yeah. this is how i feel and i feel like that's what he he said you don't know what their relationship is like you don't know what's going on and at the they don't you know people don't owe you shit watch the damn show like just watch it you know just watch the show and people don't owe you shit like that's an that's another thing i feel like this communal demand of like that's the internet brings out it's like this communal demand well you are an entertainer so entertain me that's not what it means you are an entertainer, so I get to peek into your world. That's what it means. Like You are an artist, so I get to consume what you decide to give. I actually went to like the Barnes Foundation recently, and um, I was like looking at all these different like you know pieces, and like one of the pieces that we were looking at a lot was like Ren- like a lot of like artwork by Renoir. And one thing he always did was draw, like, women in nature. He thought that that's where women belong, like, happy, frolicking in nature. Just being, like, you know, admired, enjoyed. And a lot of his critics during the time was just, like, you know, it almost felt like his gaze of women was what women were supposed to be, quote, unquote. But what I liked about Renoir is that he kept drawing women in nature, as he saw them because that's what got him in the most like that's what he saw you know and people forget if you want something different then it's now your responsibility to get up and do it exactly. you know you don't like you know pen uh whatever his name is Bashley is it <laughs> ba- Bashley, i think Bad, you don't like Joe, you know, talking about how he not going to have sex scenes. Then you get up and you make a sex scene. Mm-hmm. You do it. Anything you want to see, you do it. Don't don't make it nobody else's responsibility. We can ha- we can all have feedback. But to get to the point where you are just completely like kicking people over because it's irrational. It's not going to work in the real world. And then a lot of people going to be always mad about why they broke because I don't care who you are, what you do. Nobody going to want to work with somebody who don't have range, who can't like think of things outside of just like black, white. Like you do have to have some range. Otherwise you're going to be sad every single day. You really going to be sad every single day. And that's what was happening to me. That's what was happening to me. I was doing that. I was like being like cynical and like critical of everything. And like, I just, and I just wasn't happy. Yeah. I felt like I couldn't enjoy anything. Because a black and white mentality is not set up for you to be happy. And I started realizing like, all right, there are some nuances to some things. Like, all right, maybe I can, I, I started even realizing how the internet was messing with my expectations of reality. I also like, I talked to a lot of people and like, you could tell people who are hyperactive on like Twitter or TikTok just from the way they talk and just like, they talk like real, like chunky, if I can explain it, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, it's just like you are regurgitating popular like sentences and popular sayings and you're talking through memes, but like, what do you feel? 
about this thing? Mm-hmm. What do you feel minus the internet? Like, what do you feel? And it's just like you look in your eyes and it's like, oh, we lost one. Like, they're gone. So, <laughs> you know, to you, to your point, like, people need to get off the internet. They're in the second place. People who don't live in reality, folks who always have something to say about personal decisions, and especially folks who talked about Rihanna at the Super Bowl, knowing damn well she's pregnant. Like, I'm sorry, that that really sent me. I'm like, oh, oh, we don't have no honor. Like, we really out here critiquing and saying she should have done better. There's one particular person on Twitter, like, going by the name of Meech. And it was just like, Oh, my God, him. He I'll, always talk about women. I never in my life wanted to rumble somebody so bad. Because this is like, and, like, it's like, oh, you got under my, I got under your skin that bad. And I don't know. You sure the fuck did because you're <laughs> ignorant. He always you, talking bad about and women, proud and ignorant and you the problem because you should be embarrassed you really should be embarrassed for being as dirty and nasty as you're being like oh she should have done this she should have done that what should what should you do go get a bag and stop worrying about a woman like go get to the fucking bag for real please please i agree because you can't (laughs) you don't get compensated on twitter that's one thing we all know you don't really make bread on twitter like that unless you quinta out here and i i'm quite sure if you was doing what she was doing you wouldn't be clacking about a pregnant woman on a sunday night like come on be for real period to hell you go period um moving on to common senses (laughs) we want to talk about getting older and realize sorry i just had a malfunction um we want to talk about getting (laughs) older and realizing what we want this is inspired by this is inspired by bad gallery um on her second child um and just like having the real like well me um when it was confirmed you know that she is with child i just was like you know she's doing what she what she wants and she's just really getting older and realizing like this is what i want and i'm gonna do it and nothing's gonna stop me not even my fans yeah and like janet jackson said i'm canceling my tour to start a family that's what she's doing right now but it's something like i actually was talking to one of my friends about this recently it's something really like liberating when you think about being a grown person um and you can really do whatever you want and the more struggles you take on and beat the more bills you take on the more like just terrible things you take on I feel like you should be more empowered to do what you want because when you have to deal with all that stuff you're the only person that can help yourself out of it like you ever had your back against the wall and you looking (laughs) left (laughs) right now my back be against the wall I be looking left I be looking right I don't see nobody. I get myself into shit, yes, but I also have to get myself out of shit. So when it comes time to make a decision or do what I want, I'm like, this is only going to affect me for real. Mm -hmm. Like, this is going to be my responsibility. So I'm going to actually do what I want. And that's really, really like, liberating. Like, I can start a family right now if I want to. I feel like there's a lot of like... My kids could really be alone, but I it's could okay. Absolutely <laughs> betray our pact and start. A, I could. I you could really betray could. our pact. For y'all who don't know, me and Sabrina made a pact. Well, that's funny. <laughs> I made the pact, and she made me feel crazy. In high school, I said, "Let's have kids together." And she was not me and her, but like at the same time, like let's try to plan it, like so that when I have a kid, you have a kid, our kids can grow up the same. She made me feel like a big weirdo <laughs> when I made we were you said that. Teenagers? 
but it was thinking ahead. Like, you have to <laughs> plan it now so that we can get to it. And she's like, no, like, that's weird. That's weird. And then I was like, you know what? That's the only thing, the feedback I heard about it for years is that it's weird. It's creepy. I need to stop bringing it up. So I finally did. And I started doing my own thing. And she's like, well, well my kids is going to be alone. I'm like, what? My because whole life. Because that's before everybody started. I'm like, oh, wow. It's getting real. Everybody's just like, I'm like, whoa. Oh there. I thought I was going to have a little options, but I'm like, no, it's not. Everybody's moving. So fast. here's the thing. Roland Ray said today that like Rihanna's <laughs> pregnant and he thinks Issa's pregnant and he also thinks Nicki Minaj is pregnant. I'm going to go with Roland Ray. Like maybe he's, he got a source. He's more connected than we are. So like. If that's the case, I really do get excited. I'm like, yo, you can, we really there. We're at the point where like, we're not going to be teen moms anymore. <laughs> like we can have babies. So like, it's crazy. Like we can have babies. We can get married. And like, <laughs> I see it on TikTok all the time. It was like me becoming a mom at the young age of 31. <laughs> <laughs> it don't feel like we can do it because I think millennials are childish. Like we lag in behind. Uh, most of us, some of us already are there and have kids, and that's completely fine too. But like, I think most of us feel like we are too young to be doing certain things. And I don't know, just seeing like Rihanna and like many other people just living their best life, it just makes me feel like I'm in charge. Yes, I love it. It's so exciting. Uh, it's like exciting to see like you get older and, and think about the things that you deserve, like, you know, a family, a loving partner, and stuff like that. And it's exciting to like just cuddle like think of the things that you don't want to receive like um people you know um just not knowing like not seeing you as you see who yourself that's a big pet peeve of mine um like yeah, people who hate that. are not like just don't believe in you and just see where you're at now and they don't see the bigger picture and you could choose to be like i don't to be surrounded by that and yeah. i don't want to you know deal with that i just want to block that out i'm just going to like you know just keep on blocking 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 like it's just so refreshing to make that decision and as you get older being like i'm comfortable with standing in it like i really feel like this year i really just been comfortable with standing it because i want more than anything like i want like peace and yeah. i want to feel like peace within myself and i just want to feel like I don't want to feel chaotic I don't want to feel hurt I don't want to feel that you know pit in my stomach where I feel like you know oh my god I'm about to burst into tears like you know because of the situation mm -hmm. like I don't want to feel that so going forward in order to not feel that you gotta move differently and surround yourself with different things or you know subtract different things yeah yeah, that's for sure. Like, knowing what you don't want and, like, standing in it, and it don't feel hard. Like, you know how before you knew, like, oh, this person's bad for me, but I'm still attracted to them mm -hmm. because it's, like, forbidden fruit? I like for it to not even feel like an option. Like, forbidden fruit just don't, I don't want it. Like, mm -hmm. if it feels forbidden, I don't want it, I don't like it. And even during the times where, like, I get tempted, I just no like i'm so like assured with like what's right and what's wrong i don't have to go do something to to learn the lesson anymore mm -hmm. you know like i'm just like no i i know the deal like i've been out here i've seen these i've seen shit go down like i'm gonna trust my gut like that's the thing that I love, like that relationship you have with like your instincts. Mm -hmm. The other day, me and my friend were at um a bar and there were these guys that like sat next to us and my friend was like kind of looking at them and I, I like peeked and I turned back around and she asked me because she's like, she's like kind of on the prowl right now. And she's like, were they cute? And I was like, they all play games. And she busts out laughing. And she's like, how you know that just from one peek at them? I'm like, because I know. It's just like, I don't have to talk to them. I know that they all play games. They all full of shit. Like, you could just look at them all and tell. Like, their body language, their... It's about not giving certain things chances anymore. Like exactly. me and Sabrina were just saying that. Like it used, I think the world preached to you that you got to give everybody a chance. No, you don't. Mm -hmm. You really don't. Whatever your instinct is, more than likely is right. If you think somebody is like going to be a shitty partner, don't continue mm -mm. with them. Mm -hmm. If you think somebody's going to be a bad friend, 
don't continue with them. Mm-hmm. Now, the only time you should be like, give people a little bit of grace is at work because you get paid to interact with them and just watch yourself. But like, as far as like being friends with people, there are some stories where you're like, oh, I thought you was mean at first, but it turns out you're very nice. But most friendships don't start that way. Most relationships don't start that way. Mm-hmm. And if they are going to start that way, they're going to snowball into something better without you forcing it, without you heading in that direction. Like, say you think a guy's an asshole, you ignore him and then you wait until he doesn't seem like an asshole because of something organic that happened. Don't chase him. Don't chase. Don't chase that. It tells the universe that that's what you want and it's not what you want. It's not. Sometimes we have to learn that. I know I did. (laughs) I know I did. I know I learned that. But that's why it feels nice to be on the other end of some things. Like I still have some things that it doesn't feel as natural yet like with saving for example like saving is something that I'm well on my way to understanding but I'm not quite where I need to be yet Mm -hmm. but I know that with time it'll make more sense Mm -hmm. I agree I I agree with everything you just said in the words of Eartha Kitt it's beautiful (laughs) to age because you become more valuable to yourself that's why I'm like I'm not afraid I'm I'm do you know that song's like I don't think you wanna go off the deep end like (laughs) (laughs) oh my god do I think that's why a lot of people don't like uh women getting older like how they try to like dispose of like women after a certain age because I feel like women who are only valuable to themselves are not beneficial to like the patriarchy they're Mm -hmm. not beneficial to like the they're not beneficial to the delusional like um just thing that a lot of of america a lot of society wants like a lot of society wants delusion like that's what (laughs) i feel like sometimes like capitalism run off of like movies run off of but as a woman gets older and starts standing her ground like she starts like draining the delusional like gaze you know exactly and that's <laughs> why you buddy they don't want us anywhere because it's like oh no if older women are around some common sense it's not too far behind <laughs> yeah because i feel like common to hear that exactly i feel like common sense is like chicka, chicka, chicka. like it's ch- i'm like yeah like i can't do that anymore i can't you know so yeah i get it i get it i get it <laughs> All right, y'all. Let us know what you like about getting older. I feel like when Beyonce wrote that song, Grown Woman, I do whatever I want. She's about the same age as us now. It's just something that happens. Like when you really realize, like, no, I really got free will. It is crazy. I could do whatever I want. Let us know what you're learning <laughs> about your free will and all those things. Hit us up on the socials. You can find me on Instagram and um, TikTok at Imam Matei. You can find me on Twitter at It's Matei and Sabria. You can find me at It's Frankenfem on Instagram and Frankenfem underscore on Twitter. Oh, and you can find me It's Frankenfem on TikTok as well. I made a, I yes. made another t- two TikToks in a row. Who would have thought? Yay, I got to get back to it. I love TikToking. It's so fun. Oh, my bad, y'all. I just got on TikTok, but my volume wasn't on. Oh, my bad, y'all. Oh, you know what we should do, Faye, for next week? We should say, um, do four um, of our favorite black TikTokers. Sure. I really... Because I'm getting into it. This is so weird. I don't be following people on TikTok. I just be looking at their TikTok. Oh, okay. So I should have four by then. (laughs) <laughs> yes yes you'll have four by them and i think you we can name four like off the top of our heads sure. like for real for real um but also follow us on instagram at black girl brunch and follow follow us on twitter at blk girl brunch and also y'all make sure you hit us up on the patreon the black girl meetup is next week y'all we gonna have we just gonna have a time we gonna get together we gonna talk we gonna chill out um make sure you sign up on patreon we have a pay as you wish model so you can pay five dollars ten dollars twenty dollars you know we got y'all so that's it for this week's episode we love y'all bye peace